Gamifying finance, converting time into money, idealizing time and simulation theory. The basics of converting your time into money and how to use money to replace yourself making money. As we already discussed in another part of the Gamify Live series, the life expectancy we use is 50, which by the way is not something I invented for the series, but much more something I came up with three years ago in order to help myself making thinking about this thing called life easier. You got 50 years to live, and then we assume you die. Which doesn't mean you die at age 50, but rather you should expect to die at age 50. And therefore, have already lived your life. If you live past 50, that's fine. But that's bonus. That's on top. And that's not something you should count on. Now we get this time and life expectancy thing figured out. It's time to move on to finance, but not as fast. Actually, finance is not something to move on from time, but actually it is just a subset of thinking about time. Therefore, we still discuss time from, well, time to time. We already set the smallest measurable unit of time to one second, which is therefore the smallest unit we measure this thing called present time or moment in. But now we have to connect these things, these two things, and do some calculations. 50 years gives you 50 times 365 equals 18,250 days, which is too hard to remember. Therefore, you just got a few bonus days because you got 20,000 days. 1,800? 18,020... 18,000... 18,250 days times 24 hours each day gives you... 438,000 hours with real numbers. Simplified, every day has 25 hours and therefore 20,000 days times 25 hours equals 5,500, so equals 500,000 hours. Now again, real minutes, 50 years times 365 days times 24 hours times 60 minutes equals, oh, that's a very large number, it's 262,800,000 minutes, which is probably a number too large for your brain already and also for me to read. This is why we write it like this. 262,800,000. It's 262,000,000, which is very neatly near 250,000,000. Simplifying it even more, you could use 50 years, 400 days a year, 25 hours a day, 50 minutes an hour to get the number down since we increased the hours a day and the days a year. If you wanted to add some more scarcity, you could even use 250 days a year. That would give you 50 years times 400 days a year times 25 hours a day times 50 minutes an hour, which gives you a very large number also. But I am just trying to process it. And it is... <laughs> simplified minutes of your life are <laughs> I am still not able to read it somehow okay it's 25 million yeah it's 25 million 
seems that the calculation is pretty near to the real world. Because we previously had almost the same 262 million. And now we have 250 million. In terms of seconds, you probably would use 50 again, giving you 250 million times 50 equals... <laughs> Who did write that? I cannot really read it. Ideal last seconds of your life are... Okay, we get three O's, another three zeros, and then another one. It should be 12 billions, 500 millions. But I just cannot read this number. I am unable to read this number right now. <laughs> oh man. Maybe I should stop the recording. It's 12 billion 500 million. What? That's easier now? <laughs> what the hell is the word you were searching for? Yes, it is. It may seem overwhelming, but sometimes we first have to make things at least seemingly more complicated to then the big reveal. Well, reveal the big reveal. And you get a round of applause. You deserved all along, keeping your readers and audience hooked. But for now, my dear spectators, let's move on to how to get the money. You already got the time. Some more, some less. Which, of course, is not really true, because everybody got the same 24 hours. But also, some are just younger and therefore are more likely to experience more of it. Now, where's the money? In the time itself. Basically, you start out with too much time and too little money. Therefore, someone has to provide for you after 20 years. Or for many of us studying more like 25 years, you finally are at least kind of ready to enter the market and convert your time into money. This may seem complicated, but it isn't. And everyone probably needs to do it at some point in his or her life. Most of us do it not only at some point in their lives, but actually spend their whole lives converting their time into money. Others blog. If you don't convert your time into money, you, depending on which country you started in, might either die literally or not literally. You also might run out of money, which is not something you really want to do, since money is the game's, well, money. Basically, money is just a concept, but that doesn't mean it's... It's not real. I mean, how much of reality is really real nowadays? Basically, even assumed simulation theory turns out to be just random junk, which is very unlikely. Basically, your brain already runs a simulation for you, turning vibrating matter into sound and different frequencies of photons into light. Or rather the things you see. Money is real, because we believe in it. Long time ago, money had value, at least it was something, not only deriving its value from its use, but it also could be used for something else, like gold, silver, other metals, not entirely worthless, but back to conversion rates. Let's say we run a simulation, reset everything after a certain amount of time, but not deleting all the data in between, but actually storing it. Maybe also put some algorithms into work that will let the players of the simulation motivate more to do another run of the simulation, since sometimes due to the game's constraints, some players probably have more difficult runs than others. Maybe implement the algorithm 
directly into the players, therefore no connection to the simulation is needed, and the players can move independently in 3D space, and also take time out whenever they want, and whenever they take time out. Their motivation probably just is a little low, but since the players should still play the game whenever they take time out, the algorithm kicks in and removes unnecessary data, deletes unimportant files, formats their memory and makes the players therefore more efficient. Seems promising. Let's call it a day. And call the recovery phase something like, wait, don't some of these players count these other smaller white players mainly decoration on pictures? What are these white things called? Sheep? How about we call this recovery thing sleep? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? It would be funny to say the least, but back to the player's ability to get some currency to spend. Back to conversion rates. Let's let the players choose how much time they want to spend in the recovery phase and how much they want to spend doing something else, maybe exchanging their time for the game's currency. How about this? The more advanced a player's skills are, the more money he gets in exchange for his time. Or maybe just invent the game, set the rules and then let it run on its own. Maybe starting not actually with the actual players, but just build an environment and then run the simulation until something fun happens? Sounds great. Let's see. Oh well, that was a big bang. But not the only one for sure, since running one simulation isn't really a proper scientific experiment. Let's just twist the string vibration patterns in each simulation. How about calling one simulation a universe? Bang, bang, bang. But dude! Turn the sound off. Oh wait, there is no sound. Well, look, the matter isn't getting into spheres. Look, there's light. Look, there is green stuff on one of these spheres. Look, there already are players. Look, they are exchanging rocks, papers and scissors. Look, they now just use whatever they deem the most portable, valuable, something that can be carried. Look, they use metal now. Heavy metal, indeed. But let's leave the observation room again and dive into the simulation we just watched. Again. Converting time into money is a thing we probably discover in early childhood. And is something humans do. The basic principle is to change one's body, brains and skills to another party and receiving money or something else for the service we provide. Some bet on advancing their skill set way into their 20s. Others begin earlier just exchanging their time. Studying or learning something new, basically, is a bet to advance someone's skills in order to get a higher exchange rate. It works like this. The more advanced your skills are, the more valuable your time gets and the more others are willing to pay for it. In theory, because you only know your exchange rate if you actually pull the trigger at some time and actually exchange it. Whenever you pull the trigger, something magical happens. You get money. Basically, a contract to change it back into a service. Actually, it's not called pulling the trigger, but pulling the lever, which I just realized. Basically, a contract to change it back into a service in the future. Money is sheer potential, and you can hold it in your own hands, or on a, on a bank account, or get some crypto. Now it's your turn to optimize the hell out of these constraints. 
Some choose to study more, advancing their skills in hopes of upping their conversion rates. Others start exchanging very early, but never really up their conversion rates. Essentially, the amount of money you get, amount of time, is set like this. Time times skill equals money. Time is constant or more like has some serious constraints 24 hours each day. Of course, you can choose and optimize however you want, but only up to a certain point. You can work 24 hours, but then you miss out on recovery. Therefore, your health score declines. You can work up to a certain amount of hours, but for most of us, the optimization ends here because most of us accept the first equation and forget that there is another one calling it the equation the rich ones don't want you to discover would be a little bit too much robert kiyosaki or kiyosaki so instead we just call it the second equation it's the production equation which basically simplifies every process that produces output in order to make profit and of course you could demonize profit but since demons don't really exist this is probably 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 not a style of thinking that will get you far in the game the equation is as presented capital times labor equals output labor is nothing else than skilled time time of humans don't want to foreshadow things too much but actually seeing labor as a necessary factor in this equation is a little bit to Adam Smith. What he can do is cut it out entirely or almost entirely. We haven't had the singularity yet, meaning we as humans still are needed, but, f but workers are pretty much disposable. And only one among many other production factors like workspace materials, basically inputs that can be scaled if a business or production process doesn't require workers anymore, which isn't something totally unthinkable since humans are basically the only source of errors ever in business, which of course is cutting entire books of arguments to be presented here into something short. We as humans might also be disposable. This is neither something disgustable nor something new. It's just something that is, and most of us cannot do anything about it, nor does doing anything about it change things. Therefore, if we actually would even simplify the production equation even more, it would be like capital times input equals output. Actually, these, my equations, are not entirely right. In reality, output is just a function of these factors, which doesn't necessarily mean it is as simple as capital times input equals output because it would assume a linear equation and stuff like that. But we don't want to dive too deep into economic theory but actually take away something. Capital is essentially money. Of course, capital is a broader umbrella term, sometimes also including other factors. But we already discussed that nowadays all these factors can be bought or rented by money. Therefore, money, aka capital, is the most important part. And now, the secret rich people don't want you to know you can actually save money. Give it to somebody and therefore take part in the production process, not as labor, but as capital. If you say it like that, <laughs> like that, it sounds less exciting, which doesn't mean it's actually less exciting. Now we assume the basic, giving someone money gives you back more money principle, which is essentially interest. 
It is based on the simple thesis that humans act rationally, and therefore a market is efficient, which you could write books on. Many have, essentially it works like this. If you don't want it, you don't take it. But if you do, you do. If you don't enjoy reading this post, quit. If you don't like Starbucks, don't go. If the coffee at your local coffee shop is better, go there instead. If the local coffee tastes like crap, but the owner is your friend, well, decide. And whatever you decide will have an impact. If people only buy products with recycled plastic worldwide, using recycled plastic businesses will make more money by switching to recycled plastic, because products with new plastic don't sell anymore. And if you hate Apple, don't buy their products. If you prefer clothing made by adults, buy clothing made by adults. If you want shirts made by adult Americans instead of African children, try to find shirts made by adult Americans. And if you don't find these shirts, start a business. And if nobody buys your shirts, no one actually cares. But if someone buys your shirts, you just discovered if you offer something somebody to somebody, broader, another party, another entity, once somebody others somebody wants, you can exchange the thing that somebody wants in exchange for something you want. And if you also accept crypto, then you are pretty cryptic. But enough about choking around. Enough choking around. Back to where the money goes. And back to the first equation, the lifetime equation. Combining all the things we now encountered, we take a look at the equation once more. Time times skill equals money. Skill is essentially your conversion rate. Time is time. What we now know is this. If you already have money, you can now participate in the second part of the other equation as capital. But the thing is this. You don't have to do anything but giving the other equation the money itself. Because they don't need you. They only want your money. And you could see that as threatening, or as the ultimate path to remove yourself out of the equations and therefore processes that make the money you need, which gives you an exit into a whole world of possibility. Most people just assume the proper way to play the simulation we live in by either upping their conversion is by either upping their conversion rate or working more, therefore upping the work time. Time times wage equals money. A quote by, of course, skill actually only is a factor into your conversion rate. The conversion rate also has a name, wage. Okay, this is not a quote. This is just, uh, I just formatted it differently to make it stand out a little bit. So time times wage equals money. Of course, skill actually only is a factor into your conversion rate. The conversion rate also has a name, wage. Your time times your wage equals your money. Not to spill it too early, the conversion rate of your time actually has a name. It's your wage. Wage is usually measured in money per time. Let's say you earn a thousand bucks a month. The bucks is the money. The month is the time you spend earning the bucks. Problem is that... It's not your real wage, the same with a yearly one, because what we are searching for is not the wage you earn in a month, because chances are you don't work 24 hours a day, 30 days a month, but rather 8 hours, 30 days a month. And even that is not true. Weekends, sleep, food, 
random stuff like that. What we mean when we speak of conversion rates is your hourly wage. The wage you get for an hour of your work. There is also an argument to be made that you actually should include all the other stuff like sleeping, eating, showering into your hourly wage or in general your conversion rate because you actually need to do at least a minimum amount of these dailies to optimize your work time during your lifetime. Let's say you work too much and burn out. That, apart from being a serious problem, reduces your output significantly, if not to zero. And because your money is a function of time, time's wage, money is zero. See where this is going? You are right, it is going into the this is a problem section. <laughs> and actually, it's not that complicated at all. It's basic math. Maths. Reduce one factor to zero. Output called money is zero. You get hit by a truck. Money is zero. You got three children. Still zero. You get hit by a meteor or a meteorite. Output zero. Got three children. Still zero. Most popular Diet Coke. Still zero. But we now have the knowledge to change that. We have the equations. Combining them gives us time times money equals money. And time times money equals, oh, I read it wrong. The first one, time times wage equals money. The second one, time times money equals money. Actually, the output of the second equation should be stated as more money, but then you don't see the similarity as well. Replace wage, aka you, with money, aka your money. And there you go. These are the two fundamental equations to make money as a human. These are two extremes, and there is a lot in between these two extremes. At least, you could think that. But first, we have to take a closer look at the second equation. Time times money equals money. You take your money and invest it. Then time goes by. The difference is, it's not your time but just time itself. You could also argue that it is someone else's time, but that's besides the point, because as I already said earlier, the only important thing we need from this is the simple fact that the equation doesn't want your time as input, but only your money. Now, here is how to win the money game. The thing you actually need in this world is not money itself as a single variable, but rather as a stream. A stream is defined by taking a value and dividing it by time, which essentially gives you an average. Averaging the money over the time interval, like an average speed. When riding your bike, you are sometimes driving with zero kilometers per hour, other times with 30, sometimes even 60 kilometers per hour. But in the end, you only can make so many kilometers. Then, that then gives many cyclers an, an average speed of, let's say, 20 kilometers per hour, which isn't miles per hour, but actually the world doesn't care about miles per hour. Same with money or hours per mile, I don't know how it is. I think it's MPH. Same with money. When you actually work, your hourly wage is at its peak, like driving downhill with 60 kilometers per hour. But when you sleep, you are effectively waiting in front of the red light, or more accurate, not even riding your bike, but taking a break, sleeping, for example. Therefore, the monthly or yearly salary is also an average, taking into account all the not working time you need. 
The problem that arises is something derived from us being human, because we can kind of stop earning money, but we cannot stop the rest. You still need food, clothes, shelter, maybe Netflix, and this is a problem. <laughs> Not the Netflix, maybe, but because if you get rid of the money-making time, the rest stays, considering almost every option apart from, well, getting rid of the rest, leaving the simulation. But designing a game is kind of based upon the axiom the players should stay in the game, therefore we just exclude this one. Humans need money, rather a stream of money. You stream of money needs to be bigger than the money needed to cover your human needs. Therefore you, as long as you are living, need a constant stream of money. That's called cash flow. Cash is money. Flow is another word for stream. You need cash flow. There is no way around that. Of course, there is also the option of just accumulating money and then just using this money without putting it to work, which first kind of works, second therefore works, since you can effectively create a stream, aka money, divided by time from any money source. But the problem is you cannot just accumulate money. That's just really sad. Of course, you can theoretically, but in reality you have to put it somewhere. And this somewhere determines your interest. Under the pillow, minus 2% interest due to inflation. Bank account, 0%, effectively resulting in minus 2% due to inflation. Somewhere else, probably somewhere else's interest rate, minus 2% due to inflation. You gotta put your money somewhere. And this somewhere changes the value of your money. That still doesn't mean you cannot create a source of cash flow, cash flow out of a not invested pile of money. It just means you cannot choose to not invest your money. By accumulating it, it is already sitting somewhere and that somewhere determines how it changes its value. That said, the equation still holds true, meaning money times time equals money, just that the right part can also be smaller than the left part which I have verified is possible according to leading scientists in the field of mathematical and economists, economists at Harvard. What is passive income? Hyped for one, nothing new for two, and effectively just money times time equals more money, aka you want the right side of the equation to be bigger than the money input on the left side, and that's totally passive income, meaning you are meaning and also repeating once again. The equation only wants your money, not you, and this is where so much of the current seven passive income streams to get financially independent content nowadays falls short. Because most of the streams of passive income fall into the first equation, aka your time times your wage equals passive income. The only thing these income streams are doing is reducing your time and increasing your wage, aka your conversion rates or rate. But also there is some truth in these claims because it's not either active income or passive income, but rather somewhere in between. To make money in the first equation, you exchange your time for money. In the second, you let your money work for you over time. But what you also could do is this. Put in time up front into something, which effectively is nothing different than putting your money into something, because you also just could have worked in that time 
the upfront one and directly exchanged your time into money, but you are just choosing to pile up your time in order to receive the money at another time, which means most passive income streams are nothing else than just pushing the exchange of money and time into the future, meaning they move the date where you receive the money in exchange for your work into the future, therefore creating in an income stream based on your previous work could also work. But what you want to keep in mind is this. You are still a big part in the equation, of the equation. The thing you actually are doing is this. You are creating a production equation using your labor and your capital, but you are the production process, which leaves you with the production process part of the equation. Now, with that knowledge, you of course can still choose to do that. But what you essentially are doing is nothing else than working for your production process upfront instead of working for someone else, aka another production process. Which you can do, of course, but still that requires your work. You are renting properties, chances are you pretty much are property, are a property manager. You are day trading, chances are you are a day trader, and chances are you are in the 80% losing money with day trading. You are a blogger, chances are you are still working, only putting work up front and maybe making money later somehow. Essentially, everybody who works is putting their time up front and hoping to get money in return later. A painter paints, then gets the money, maybe a month later. The between actively and passively working is the distance in time between the exchange of service and the exchange of your payment in any form, which isn't gradually moving on the scale of our two equations, but rather just moving within the working equation. Putting everything together, you start out with time. Some people already start out with money. What you as a human always will need as long as you live is cash flow. Therefore, your job is to create cash flow somehow. You can do two things. Either exchange time for money or use money to create more money. If you don't use the second equation and just let your money passively work for you, there is no way around putting in time to get money, aka money per time, aka cash flow. Even if you put up large chunks of time up front, you still are putting in time to get money. Of course, you also could say investing money is also a job and you would be kind of right. That's the problem with equations and indeed and the needed process of modeling reality. But that doesn't take away the second equation because it just means you have to approximate the ideal of the second equation by reducing your work when investing, aka providing capital for something not work to almost zero, which you can do. The near idealized solution for this is called passive investing, which essentially works like this. Businesses and therefore production processes fail from time to time, but due to everyone only making decisions that benefit themselves, trade, demand and supply create are creating an efficient market. This efficient market or the real world approximations of an efficient market has the inherent ability to make a profit on average. That means you are best off if you only invest in the average market, which essentially is the world market. Of course, you could say like, but I know for a fact Microsoft is going up. Then one, you don't. And second, you cannot predict that. 
And that's not just me stating, but studies stating market timing is an ineffective strategy, which is basically very convenient because it means someone has to be the one to outperform the market. Okay, I just skipped uh, uh, an, yeah, a, few, a little bit of text, which basically is very convenient because this means I'm reading the another sentence again. And that's not just me stating, but studies stating market timing is an efficient strategy, which is basically very convenient because this means they only want your money, not you. Crappily and most importantly, not effectively trying to predict <laughs> to predict the market or subset of the market, subsets of the markets. You can try to do that and you might even be able to outperform the market. But that's not due to your ability predicting the market, but it essentially is just the same as with getting hit by lightning. Someone has to be the one to outperform the market, could be you. Then you could tell everyone about it and be the next star. But you could also just replace yourself with a monkey throwing darts at stocks and your chances of success wouldn't change. But what about gamifying finance and that stuff? Well, it got complicated along the way and that's part of the game because obviously it's out there. But essentially it's also not that hard and therefore we can now trim it down even more. You got two things time and money. You can exchange these within the two equations. You can take part in the two equations however you want. But here is a hint, the game hack so to speak. Make money by using the first equation, but then put it into the second one. Therefore, you now have two streams of income, aka the two equations producing money. The hack is this. Money from work equals money from money. Needed equals an equal. <laughs> okay, again, The hack is this, money from work equals money from money equals needed cash flow. Once you hit that, you can remove yourself and your time from these equations altogether and therefore you aren't tied to earning money through the first equation for the rest of your 50 years. If you are starting with enough money already to not need the first equation to earn money and cover your needed cash flow, that's nice. This is due to an imbalance of, well, starting out money each player in this world has. Another hack? Reduce your needed cash flow. If you don't need a yacht, chances are your needed cash flow is lower. But if you don't need a yacht but got three children, you probably need more cash flow. The basic risk with accepting a low cash flow is this. The risk? You need more in the future. But that's part of the fun. Isn't it?